0: Welcome back to Dwarven Subtlety. It has been a while since I've done an episode, but I had a thought, and uh, I've got myself a new phone, new car, everything's, uh, everything's different since the last time I did one of these podcasts. But uh, hopefully it's not as loud and noisy, so that should be good. Uh, anyways, um, so I had a thought... Uh, as I was driving just now, of a really good idea of something I can tell you guys and that's uh, This one's more for DMs. Um, I don't remember my sign-on from before so I'm just going to go from there So today's episode is going to be about uh, Mostly for DMs. It could definitely be for players too because I use the same tactics when I'm creating a new character uh, Just sort of thinking things out um, So basically this one is about finding inspiration for the world you're in, for the NPCs you see, for the objects that are available, uh, basically everything. Uh, like I said, it's good for players, too, because I use this when I'm creating players. You know, you look at Iron Man, you think, how the hell do I make that guy? There's a build for Iron Man in D&D 5e. There There, is. It's great. It's wonderful. Uh, and it was made back when it first came out, too, so it's actually probably been significantly improved. Anyway, so the thought that I had was that... Um, it was one that I actually used today on accident. Uh, so in my modern campaign, I have President Imitari, um, which is absolutely an anagram for Moriarty. Um, <laughs> so she is this uh, high elf. She's lawful evil. She is... So I, th- I was trying to think of a way to make her very... You know, an, an evil elven wizard without making her lich, but I wanted her to still have that immortality aspect. And I was watching oh, stuff, is terrible. My kids were watching music videos yesterday on YouTube, and a Taylor Swift music video came on. Um, and in this video, it's very sci fi, it's very technomancer, to be fair. I mean, she looks like a technomancer to me. And I'm watching this video, I'm all like, oh my gosh that's president uh it 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 absolutely is president inventory so i was very excited i watched the video like three times today because i was like these are really good details i'm absolutely going to incorporate this so you know her eyes are mechanical she's got like you know the the little twists and whatnot in them and all this other stuff and um spellcaster and summoner and i was looking through the um the spellbook: high-level spells, ninth-level spells, and there's a spell called clone. Uh, I don't know if this is from the modern Arcana system or if this is from Core, but I was very excited when I saw the spell clone because what it does is you basically have a cylinder that the clone can fit in. It takes one month for the clone to grow, and then it stays in stasis until you die. Then your tr- consciousness is transferred into the clone. It has all of your memories, powers, abilities, levels, etc. It just doesn't have your gear. It's naked. Um, so I'm sitting here looking at this, I'm all like, this could be her trick to immortality without needing to be a lich. So the thought that I have is um, she tells people that she's, you know, seven, eight hundred years old. She still looks vaguely young because she's an elf. Elves don't really age, specifically. They get to a certain point and kind of idle out. Um, And so from that, I was all like, okay, well, what if every, you know, so many hundred years or whatever, she makes a clone of herself, kills herself, and then goes into the clone? And I'm like, that would work really well. And in the music video, Taylor Swift's character is making a clone of herself that you know, in the end it kills her, but whatever, that's okay. Um, but I was watching it, and I'm like, this is 100% what I'm looking for. And from that, I'm watching the, the music video, and I'm looking at the character sheet, and I'm building up a backstory for this character. And this is an NPC. Uh, it's the big bad boss, but it's an NPC. Uh, it's a potential big bad boss. My players are, wa- are listening to this, you already know. You already know. <laughs> um... But as a Technomancer, you know, she already has phenomenal cosmic powers. Being a level 20 Technomancer, yeah, even more so. And then I was thinking, you know, it would be kind of fun if uh, you know we max out some of her stats. So I gave her a Tome of uh, Clear Thought, which every 100 years you can read and study, and you get a plus 2 to your intelligence, past your max. So she's got a 30 intelligence. She's formidable. She's only got 130 hit points, but... She's a level 20 spellcaster, so she's okay. That's not going to be a problem. <laughs> Even if the players focus dead on her, she has enough reactions to not have to worry about it, and she can teleport away and plane shift and all sorts of things that make life difficult for the players. You know. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so I was watching this, and I just sort of thought to myself, okay, what's the story with this character being my character? And that was, that's sort of the distinction here. So, there's one thing to be Iron Man, to be Tony Stark. There's another thing to be, you know, marble Bronzebeard, who is essentially Iron Man. But in reality, he's a dwarf artificer. And finding out the things that is different about you from the character you're looking at. So, maybe this uh, dwarven artificer, um, you know, he creates explosives... And he creates rockets and stuff like that. And he has an apparatus that fires them. But it's not iron, you know, whatever. It's okay. I mean, hey, Iron Man's suit wasn't iron either. Hey, hey. Um, But that's sort of the thought process that I kind of have when I'm making these characters is I look at the character I want to make, and then I look at the inspiration, and I find out where the difference is in those two. And I sort of find the marriage between them where the the median point is and that's the character that I want to make Um, and I will use all sorts of source material of sci-fi fantasy of anything I can find to sort of build these characters up that I'm building I think that's really the easiest way to do it if you're a dungeon master encourage your players to do that you know I have a friend of mine who's gonna join our campaign that I'm playing in I'm still playing we haven't started DMing that campaign uh, I've been playing this current one for about three years now, and my DM came up to me to, today and said, "Hey, I need you to make this character that you've rolled you know when you first started playing, but I need you to adjust him to level uh, 16. We're gonna fight him. And so I made him level 16 based on what I would do. Um, and I don't want to fight him. <laughs> uh, originally I was you know I had these plans of you know my, uh, my current character has the goal to assassinate him. Um, and I have these, these, this thought process of like, oh, I'll sneak into his place and, you know, coup de ground point blank and it'll be fine but with what I gave him, that will work it absolutely won't work um, and it's kind of fun to have these sort of things happen where, you know, the characters you make become part of the world, the um I kind of went off on a tangent there and lost my train of thought. These things happen, um, anyways. <laughs> but the the characters that uh, my friend was going to bring in, um, I asked her uh, what kind of character she wants to play, and she's like, "Oh, my husband rolled me up this one character. It's this kind of thing." I'm all like, "Okay, well, that's cool. It's definitely a great character. Uh, we can, uh, you know, I can help you flesh that out if you'd like to sort of get it all set up, uh, or if you want to make something based on something you've seen that you have the like the idea of." I can help you with that, too. And she got really interested in that. Um, And so from there, uh, we're going to sit down tomorrow sometime and just sort of roll out a quick character for her. You know, we're on, hey, uh, dndbeyond.com. If you're not a member, be a member. Oh, my gosh, that thing is awesome. Uh, You got to buy the books again, but you can share them with everyone in your party. So, my DM bought the books he bought, I bought the books I bought, and we all have access to them together. It's wonderful. Anyways, that was my, uh, that was my ad. <laughs> hey, D&D Beyond, give me a free month. Cost you four bucks. Wonderful. Um, anyway, um, so... So, yeah, we're going to sit down D&D Beyond and just sort of make a character up for her real quick, um, and we'll go over like magic items that her character should have since we're co- she's coming in at either level 8 or level 9 the DM hasn't told us yet um, and from there we'll sort of figure out you know okay so if she's gonna be I think she said she was an half elf uh, uh, rogue which is what she wanted to be so I was very excited with that um, so we'll make sure that we get her you know the the, the sneaky stuff you know the rings and what not that a thief would have uh, just get her basically squared away um, and that's that's what you do with these things. You know, you find out what they want. Um, if there's a source material out there that they can pull from, absolutely, it's a wonderful thing. Someone's already written it. There's no reason to write it again. So it's a really useful option when you're putting these characters together. Um, when you're world building, you know, finding sources that are useful. Like I said, the the map for my world is the map of Zootopia from Disney Zootopia. It works. The uh, The basis of how all the uh, creatures work is the exact same. You know, drow and goblins and orcs working with elves and humans and gnomes. Uh, gnomes and kobolds will still, of course, have their animosity. I've even got a storyline planned out for that just to have some fun. Um, but, I mean, when they're all working together, they're working together, you know? It's life as usual. Um... So I've got that, you know, and then I have some original characters that I brought in, some original ideas. Um, I uh, the, the, the video game Matrix Online that's been shut down for a decade, I actually pulled up their Wikipedia page and was like, you know, finding interesting NPCs from that game because I I was one of the four people who played it Um, so I was pulling up some interesting NPCs from there and I came up with all of these amazing characters uh, specialty shops, all this kind of stuff. It is a great thing to do to just sort of look out there and see what other people have put together if you like reading characters from novels locations from novels quest lines, I mean really anything can be pulled from novels books, movies, TV shows whatever you have um follow your resources use what you've got and i think your characters and your campaigns will be amazing um if you have any questions definitely look me up um i don't really check the social media stuff anymore but um, just go ahead and reach out to me at uh, dwarvensubtlety at gmail.com that still comes directly to me Uh, and I will be sure to check up on that anyways, um, that's all I've got for right now Uh, it was great talking to you, good to be back I might do some more of these, we'll see how things go, Uh, in the meantime though this has been Dwarven Subtlety stay subtle, me lads